Welcome to Rethink Real Estate. My name is Ben Brady, and this is a real estate podcast based around the principles of our non-distressed auction model and Australian real estate concepts at work today in the US marketplace. We focus on scripts, dialogues, real situations in negotiation, listing appointments, prospecting, and all concepts to do with real estate. We look forward to being real and rethinking real estate with you. Hey there, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Rethink Real Estate. You've got Ben, John, and Jason today, the double J's. Say say the best to last there in the introduction. I like that. Oh, well, mate. (laughs) You know, I just know where my bread's buttered. Um, Now, (laughs) quickly, uh, let's let's have a bit of an update on situation. Current inhabitants is that John and I are in the studio. Hey, John. Good to have you back in the office, mate. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having Uh, me. And then, Jason, you are still currently rocking out your car, aren't you? Uh, mate, you've picked it well. I have been making phone calls all day. This is the first one you'll be pleased to know where I've jumped in the car to make sure that the environment was quiet. That's how much I value your gentleman's time and the quality of this podcast. Oh, wonderful, mate. That's excellent. How is uh, how is Aston, mate? Crying much lately? Uh, no, he's been an absolute superstar. He's very he's having a cheeky day today where he's uh, uh, in a very good mode, but kind of playing around with uh, with mum and dad a little bit. So he's been good. And mate, yesterday let's, we let's went just, on a very yeah, big road yeah, trip yeah, yeah. Right for the first on, mate. time. And, right uh, he right. was an absolute superstar in the car, so no complaints. Mate, cut the shit. Your kid isn't like your kid isn't better than anyone else's. Okay, you're just doing the the normal. My kid is stuff. the best kid. Are you kidding me? There you go. That's right. Anyway, guys, um, let's get back to the real estate topic of things. And at the moment, you know, we had an ex- ex- exceptional day under the hammer in our previous auction event, and 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 also a couple of the others. But there's been some real rising stars within the network in the perspective of people actually bringing properties to auction now. And I wanted to talk about the keys in order to selling a property under the hammer because. It really comes back down to, I believe, and John, I want to hear your comments on this first, is there's a mental set that the agent actually has. It's interesting to see that, you know, I think Rachel Ashley would be one of the ones that I would use from an example of that perspective. And then I'm going to use some of the examples in the Bay Area as well. For example, okay, uh, it comes back down to legacy in some cases, but for example, Rachel sold one under the hammer. Okay, then she sold her her next two under the hammer as well. Based on the premise of once you kind of find a rhythm or find the ability in order to do it, you actually then do it and see that it is the actual best way to do it. It's not just the gimmick. Okay, we actually say this sure. stuff for a reason. So in in essence, and Jace, you're going to obviously have to comment on this as well, is that, you know, is that what is the catalyst and what is the mental shift that an agent has in order to get there and and start doing under the uh, start selling property under the hammer john from your perspective yeah well i mean i think a lot of it has to do with um you know i think that they're they're recognizing that if you take on a listing with an expectation that's too high you know the pre-campaign alone isn't going to get the seller to where it needs to be um, and so a lot of agents, you know, I've seen it time and time again, they just kind of give up at that point. And mm. they're just like, well, you know, pre-auction produce this, this is going to be pretty similar to what auction produces, um, which for a seller's education capacity and what you tell a seller, that that's not a bad thing to say. Hey, mm. look, auction's not this silver bullet that's going to create, you know, 120% of what we've created thus far. Yes, you can sell that for so- seller education, but you have to truly believe that auction is going to create a better result. And that result, even if it's only a 1% or 2% higher margin, is sellable to your seller as the best offer the market's going to yield. But even if it isn't a higher margin, it's also something yeah. for your seller by way of them seeing the marketplace in its truest form as well. But but I guess that the question that I've got for you, that I'll ask the same question to Jace, when someone sells something prior to auction when they could have actually taken it to auction, is it laziness or is it fear? 
Uh, I think it's sometimes, well, sometimes it's both, <laughs> uh, quite frankly. Um, I think that sometimes, you know, the, the fear in it, if we can just break that down, the fear is, is that I've got a result and I can sell it and I can make a paycheck on this. And yeah. if I take it through to auction and I don't get that same result, am I ever going to be able to get those buyers back up to it after auction? Yeah. Um, and I think it's so falsified and there's, you know, um, there's some fallacy in that thought because if you've already got someone to that level before, then certainly you know we're going to be able to get them back up to that or past that on auction day. Um, then you know you talk about that's the fear side of it. Um, you know the the lazy side of it is is that yeah it does take some work to get people registered mm. for auction. Um, and but so, does it does it John? Because we usually do all the work for them anyway. And I'm not trying to tote ourselves in this equation, but when it comes down to registering bidders, all they really would have to do is hand them over to you or Jason in order to get them registered to bid. And that was exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Is that the perception is is that to in order to have a successful auction event, that there's tons of work that has to go into it. But really, it's just you, including the auction team, on all the information that you have at that time. Yeah. Look, give me a list. These are the top ten people that have expressed interest in the property. We already have all the people that have downloaded the disclosures. We've already reached out to those parties. If you've had any offers, we've already talked to those parties, yep. and we know that we're getting them registered. Yep. So it's really just presenting us, the people that haven't downloaded disclosures and haven't written an offer yep. and developing that list and sending it out to us. And what did that take you 20 minutes to put that together and yeah. throw it out to the auction team and then let us go to work. If you want to be a part of those conversations, we'll throw you in on a three-way call so you can start to learn what those conversations look like. That's right. But really, you know, what makes a successful auction agent is someone that doesn't have the fear and can drop the fact that, you know, they can be lazy because they can hand some of that off to Correct. us. Um, and you can be a part of it or or, or far from, uh, removed from it as you want to be. Yep. Um, but regardless of that is, is that, you know, you have to tr entrust in what we do and what our portion of the pie is in order to get that result on the day. A couple of things out of that before we uh, go over to Jason and get your philosophy on this, mate, is that first of all is that one is that sometimes fear can come across, sorry, sometimes fear can come, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Sometimes <laughs> fear can come across as laziness as well in our eyes because, you know, I think that, you know, there's a sense of nervousness that ultimately they're not going to get that desired result and then what's next. The other thing that we also need to take into consideration is that, that um, as, a, as an auction team at the moment, we're recording every single auction event and anything that goes really well, we're actually giving to that agent in order for them to use it within their promotions in order to get better, uh, get more listings. And I know, for example, is that Rachel and a couple of other people have used the examples of their auctions in order to get so much more business out of that. So yeah. I, I guess there's some really strong points in that equation. Jace, where do you stand on this position in the perspective of pushing it to auction? Where does an agent have a mental shift in order to go from one to doing many? Again, we could use the same um, same application here to Justin and Chad. Very adverse to it in the, in the very beginning of taking property to auction, really were. You know, at, at the end of the day, where was that mental shift for them? Um, you know, how did that change? Or you might be able to speak more to Rachel. You might be able to speak more to a couple of things. And then I want to summarise the podcast with the Bay Area because I've got some serious view on that because we're selling nearly everything under the hammer. Yeah. So, well, I, I remember when Justin took the first one. I mean, he had taken other properties to auction, but it was the first one that had multiple bidders yeah. on it. And I saw his eyes light up like a Christmas tree when he saw the, you know, the result that that brings just having, you know, five or six oh, people yeah. that are so emotionally invested in the property bang back and forth on this thing. 
And, you know, Jason, maybe you can speak more to that particular property. It was uh, one of the ones that we did in the Irvine uh, location, one of the last ones right. that we did in the Irvine. Was it Irvine or was right. it the same one? It was Irvine. Right. Mm. Uh, you asked me to remember Justin Green's first auction result. There is no chance in the world the guy does 13 a month pretty much. Yeah. But what I will say is this, is I agree with your point there with the, that epiphany that happened there, John, with Justin. And I've seen it so many times with Jesse Salas as an example. Rachel, I called Rachel Ashley on Thursday afternoon after we sold her property um, at uh, in Aliso Viejo under the hammer, uh, $32,000 above the reserve price. She answered the phone verbatim. Jason, why would anybody list a property any other way? That's how she answered the phone. And that's, that has and that's basically all good and well. been, that's been a three-year process for her to turn yeah, around there. But there it comes go. down to confidence. Yep. The, the, the confidence and the, you have to have a bit of blind faith and a bit of blind trust with your first, you know, running a campaign properly right the way through. But it comes with confidence. You look at Glenn Cortino, for example, came to the US uh, a year ago or two years ago now, uh, immediately started running auctions. Uh, three weeks ago, he sold West 84th Street under the hammer, $142,000 above reserve price. Uh, because he had confidence, he's you know been doing auctions for thirty years um, yeah, internationally. Jace, obviously, Jace, uh, being in Australia as well, Jace. he already had that installed confidence and that can hear faith. Us very well, in in the car, can you, can you not hear us very well when we respond to you in the car? I'm just ignoring you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's appropriate. Now, <laughs> I'm no, on but, a roll. But, but I want to, yeah, but but I want to, but I want to make mention, and I want to talk to the factor of also. Let's use Glenn as an example because Glenn's first few auctions were duds, and when I say duds, for the for the lack of better terminology, they were awful. And he started to even get discouraged after 30 years of experience within the real estate industry that, wow, it's really hard to get people registered to bid here. You know, like it's really hard for them to actually get that interest or or to have the right conversations. And, you know, in the, at the end of the day, he had built up such a mental cadence with auctions from a perspective in Melbourne, in Victoria, where it's second nature for people to know what to do. Like people just registered. They do that. That's how they do it. Okay. Whereas here, he's like, oh, oh God, okay. I've got to actually explain why we we do this, how we do this. Yeah. And we're going to have another podcast here shortly where we're going to have a conversation about that conversation, how we convince people to do it. But, but like even, sorry, even Glenn. Let me interrupt you. Let me interrupt you. Yeah, I don't think it. that people don't register or get, you know, whole properties to auction so much out of laziness. I, I think that I agree with your comment earlier is that it may be seen as laziness sometimes from outside or, or whatever it might be. But I think it comes from the fear and the lack of uh, confidence and that lack of understanding, that lack of appreciation of what it can be until you really sink your teeth into it properly and experience that, you know, because when you see those results and when uh, you get those testimonials from your clients and when you get those videos for you to build your business moving forward, I mean, at, at the end of the day, this is a job for all, every single one of us. That's not laziness. That's just ticking the box of doing your job. And I mm. think that once you see that and you get to experience the other side of what auction can be, um, that fear and that perceived laziness disappears straight away. Yeah, that's great. Well, I, I think that there is that mental shift and one of it comes down to actually doing one and actually taking it to auction. And I think that if you guys want to have that strategic edge in order to get there to auction and not just use it as that tool in order to provoke an offer out of the market. Now, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of situations where, yes, we have to accept that offer prior to auction because we don't have the leverage or we don't have the interest. But that is down in order to actually ensuring that the auction team is running it all the way through. But guys, let me give you the final summary of this by way of the Bay Area and going up there. Now, the Bay Area is an area where real estate has been naturally 
progressing in an upward trend for a very, very long time. And by way of, you know, COVID-19, you've seen that San Francisco in the actual city itself, you're seeing more people exit that marketplace and move to the outskirts like Marin County, Oakland, down the peninsula, so on and so forth. But that, and that's left us with a marketplace that in most respects in any part of the country is still pretty good. Now, in saying that, the agents in that marketplace sort of have seen properties sort of sit there for a little while longer than they normally would. And we are using auction more than ever in order to provoke that marketplace in order to take action. And give you an example, five auctions up there on, on Thursday, sorry, six auctions up there on Thursday, we sold five of them under the hammer. Now, now also from a perspective as well, oh, you are in the car park of your place, aren't you, Jace? But in, I, don't, I don't tell my fibs. The, but, but, but from the from the perspective also, I guess, that looking into the Bay Area from a perspective of how we're doing that differently and starting it from a different legacy, there is no question that as Harcourts here in Southern California, when I first got here, the only way that we could get property sold was, even though actually our second auction ever was under the hammer, the reality was also is that we hadn't, being myself and Callista hadn't built up the understanding of how things were different here versus Australia and everything of that nature, that we then started to move towards more of selling prior to auction. We had that in our seven-phase rollout plan. Our first phase was actually to get property listed and give them the introduction to the word auction. Secondly was to get it accepted within the MLSs and into the community by way of seeing it and getting people to show it. Thirdly was, hey, regardless of whether it sold before or on the day of auction, getting a result out of it that ultimately allowed us to use that sort of upward negotiation trend of, of, of real estate and then and then we graduated more and more from only selling 20 odd percent of them under the hammer now we're selling 40 odd percent of them under the hammer but if we look at it from a new entry level from a mental set from us knowing that hey we can sell these under the hammer we've got the process to do so we have the resources to do so we have the scale to do so now from a position is that taking it in from a legacy standpoint is that is that legacy can often really be a challenge it can often set the trend in order the way that, oh, well, this isn't the way that we've been doing this for a long time. You know, I know Wesley wants to make a change to selling more under the hammer so that he's not left behind by some of the other agents as well. But he was in the very beginning trend of, hey, selling these prior to auction, leveraging an offer as high as you possibly could, really not thinking about the other interest and getting it just as high as you can. It does take that mental shift in order to get it there eventually. And that's what we've seen in the Bay Area is the naivety in those agents there and the 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 confidence in us knowing that we're doing it and we've done it and saying, no, we need to take this to, to, to auction. And what it's coming down to as well is that us being involved heavily in that transaction all the way through, every person is being followed up with, making sure that we're not mentioning price, making sure that when they do make an offer and it's lower than what the seller wants, instead of discouraging them, we're encouraging them to get there on auction day and truly having that gathering bidder mentality. You know, we sold five properties under the hammer, well above all of those reserve prices, um, just in the Bay Area on Thursday of last week. And ultimately, we would never have got there through any of the offers prior to auction. We were at least, we sold one for 4 million, highest offer before auction, 3.4, okay? And we had four of those offers prior to auction, okay? There is a $600,000 deficit there, okay? Property pro that was on the market previously in the Marina District, highest offer, 2.4 million. We got to 2760. 
Guys, and again, I'm not trying to boast these results. All I'm trying to do is that every single one of those offers prior to auction, the seller would have actually accepted. And we were, and the agent was actually down the path of, oh, well, maybe we should accept it. No, we're going to take this all the way. And worst case scenario, we have to take it on auction day versus now, because we're going to hold that buyer all the way there. And we just have that confidence to say no, because we know building a business up there, we're going to get so much more traction with having on the uh, uh, under the hammer results with those agents and also with the public as well. And we've listed six auction off the back of the ones that we've done recorded and sent to people. So at the end of the day, guys, let's use this as an opportunity to take a mental shift that first of all, if you haven't done one under the hammer yet, probably just want to do one under the hammer, let John, Jason, myself, whoever know, and we will gear you towards that. We're gonna try and gear you towards that every time, but if we keep getting resistance from you, it's difficult, but use auction for what it really is in this individual environment, in this individual climate. Yes, it is a process, but whilst we're in an environment where the market is great, use the auction process for its true purpose of creating that transparency in the negotiation and you'll get more. But that's enough of a rant from us guys. I think that that sort of summarizes everything by way of what is the keys to selling under the hammer? It's a mental shift that you have to make. It's nothing we can do for you. It's what you have to do if you really wanna step your business up to the next level. But guys, stay tuned for the next episode of this where we're going to talk about how do we get people registered to bid? What's the conversation we're having with agents and buyers at the moment to get them there so that then you can sharpen up your skill set as well. Thanks so much for tuning in. Look forward to tuning into another episode of Rethink Real Estate shortly.